Well, it was back in 1976, and it was, I'm sorry, 1967, and it was the era of the Vietnam War. And there was a family, this is a true story, uh, a woman by the name of Christine Trollinger looks back and uh, puts this kind of story together, but it took a number of years for her to have the hindsight to be able to kind of place it all together. So it was back in 1967. And uh, her brother, uh, Bill, who had already done a tour of duty in Vietnam, decided to go back uh, for another tour of duty, actually. He, so he got out of college and he went back for another tour of duty because he wanted it. He was concerned about his, his younger brother, who was there in Vietnam and in a dangerous location. And actually, his plan was to go back and be stationed in the same area and then appeal to, I think it's called the Sullivan Bill, which is a, a law that was placed in effect at that time that said basically two family members can't be you know, in harm's way at the same time in the same place. So he was hopefully kind of out of love, going to go take his brother's place, essentially is what he was doing. Fortunately, though, uh, when he got there, um, on the day that he arrived, it was August of 1967, uh, his brother was wounded pretty severely, although it turned out to be a good thing in, in another respect because he was sent home and it wasn't a fatal uh, injury that he had sustained. Um, but in any event, Bill was there all by himself. And uh, the only thing that he had was something that his dad had given to him. Uh, he came from the family that we're speaking about. here's a very devout Catholic family. And when Bill and Sister Christine tells the story and the other family members, when they were born, uh, Mom and Dad had dedicated them to the Sacred Heart. And so before he left, uh, Bill's dad made sure that he had the Sacred Heart badge on him, like pinned to his uniform or underneath it, you know, sort of hiding, okay, sacred heart being a symbol of Christ's love uh, for us, a love so strong that he went to death, that he went to the, the embraced the death of the cross for us, and so this was protection, and uh, it's associated, there's a promise associated with devotion to the sacred heart that uh, those who are devoted to the sacred heart will not die apart from God's grace and will not die apart from receiving the last sacraments. So this is what Bill had to protect him in this kind of dire circumstance. And he was placed in a very dangerous area. Uh, and and uh, um, it was only a month later that uh, something terrible happened. It was September 1967, September 21st, 1967. And Christine, the sister back in the States, actually had a dream. And in her dream, she saw her brother Bill running and there was, it was in the nighttime, but she could see enough that he, she saw him running. And uh, mortars were going off, and there was rocket fire, and machine guns were going off. And, ex- and then suddenly a large explosion. And uh, when the, the dust and the smoke cleared, she saw her brother Bill on the ground, uh, moaning in pain, missing limbs, blood everywhere. Terrible, terrible scene. She was totally in horror, and she wished she could go to help him. She couldn't. And it was a dream that she was having. But suddenly she sees a Catholic chaplain come and kneel down beside Bill and start to pray with him and for him and speak to him words of comfort. And uh, the Catholic chaplain said, uh, uh, Don't worry, son. God is with us this good day. That was the exact phrase that she heard this chaplain say. And she could kind of make out the figure and the appearance of this chaplain and notice that he himself was wounded as well in the arms and in the legs in various spots. 
And so she awoke, and she feared the worst. She feared that the dream was actually a kind of a, a prophetic dream of something that was going to happen, or maybe it reflected something that had already happened uh, in real life. So she was very concerned, and it was in the middle of the night that she gave her dad a call. And her dad picked up after only one ring of the telephone, and he was crying. And he had had the exact same dream the exact same details of the letter, even hearing the chaplain say, don't worry, son, God is with us this good day. And both Dad and Christine really feared the worst. Sure enough, a week later, the Marines show up at Christine's dad's door and give him the terrible news that his son Bill has died, that he died in action. And as the information is given to them, they're, first of all, grief-stricken, but they're also slightly comforted because the dream that had been sent to them, probably by God, was true. And uh, there was this Catholic chaplain there, and they were wondering, well, if the dream was true, and Bill actually died, you know, like the dream had you know, uh, portrayed, um, what about the Catholic chaplain? And uh, the Marines, actually what had happened was this, Bill's unit was ambushed in the middle of the night there on night patrol, and every single man in the patrol in the unit was killed. And Bill was, was killed too, but his wounds took effect a little bit longer on, so he kind of lingered on and he survived long enough for the Marines to actually get to him and try to apply uh, first aid to him. And, uh, but to no avail, he did die. But before he died, he said to the guys that were giving him first aid, make sure you thank the Padre for helping me die well. And the Marines in that unit, there was no chaplain, so they didn't know who he was referring to. It was kind of a mystery priest. And uh, so this was conveyed to the father and to Christine as well. And again, they were in awe that this part of the dream was true as well. So they were very grief-stricken, but at the same time, consoled. And the father, of course, attributed it to the Sacred Heart, the promise of the Sacred Heart. And uh, they, they always wanted to know who the priest was. And about 20 years later or so, when Christine's dad was on his deathbed, one of his, his dying wishes was, if you ever find that priest, make sure that, that he knows the father of the son he ministered to is very, very grateful to him. So Christine's dad dies. More years go on, and it's the age of the internet. Okay, recently, not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago. And Christine receives an email from a friend of hers who had also been in Vietnam. And this friend says, Christine, you've got to check out this article. There's a, a cause for canonization for this um, uh, chaplain priest who was in Vietnam, who served in Vietnam. He was a Marinole missionary, and uh, his name was uh, Father... Uh, Vincent uh, Capodanno, and uh, his story is really, really amazing. He died in action, and he, he was given the Congressional Medal of Honor for bravery, uh, ministering to fallen Marines and Navy men uh, in the midst of a very, very terrible battle, and uh, giving the details of very remarkable. And, Chris, and so here's the article. Christine opens up the article, and she her heart skips a beat, because the picture of this chaplain confirms that it's the same priest that she saw in her dream. And she's totally, totally in awe. 
and, and all the more sort of thankful to God and consoled. And even this detail was conveyed too. It was said that the, one of uh, Father Capodanno's signature uh, buzz phrases that he would give to his troops were, was, uh, God is with us this good day. That's what he would say all the time. God is with us this good day. And so she's just in total awe. But then she notices something. She notices when Father Capodanno fell in battle. It was September 4th, 1967. Her brother had died September 21st, 1967. Brothers and sisters, because of the love of Jesus Christ, because of his cross, because of what he's done for us, that through death, he has overcome death. Death no longer holds for mankind the fear that it always has held. No longer does death have the last words on the human condition. In our first reading, we hear in the book of Wisdom that through the devil's envy, death entered the world. And those who belong to his company experience it. The death being spoken about here is, of course, the death of the body. But more fundamentally, it's the death of the soul. That the life of God's grace has been taken away from us through original sin. But it's only those who belong to the devil's company who know this death. This absolute and profound death. Those who belong to the company of Christ do not know this absolute and true death. Of the soul. And so the death of the body, the sting of it has been taken away from us. And this is what we see in our gospel. What does Jesus say about the young girl? He says, She is not dead, she is asleep. Now, if you think about sleep, what, what is sleep? Sleep is a rest ah, from labor and from weariness. And in this life, my brothers and sisters, we are in, like Bill was in and like Father Capodanno was in, we are in a battle. And this is what I spoke about not too long ago, about the devil being in war with us. We're in a battle. And it's laborious. And there's always the possibility, because of temptation and sin, that we will fall away from God's grace. And so death is a gift now. Because it takes away the possibility of being separated from our supreme good, which is God. It takes away the possibility of experiencing the true and supreme and final absolute death, the death of the soul. So the death of the body has been neutralized. And it is asleep now for us Christians. And brothers and sisters, we, like this child that Jesus raises from the dead, we need to be humble, we need to be simple, we need to turn and become like children and to trust in him and to be innocent like that child. And thereby we will belong to the company of Christ and we will not experience the death of the soul. And the death of the body will be for us a sleep wherein we awake to God.